0: happy new year eve this is mrs paranormal it is a friday morning 1108 wisconsin time i am home because it's overcast it's 30 degrees and it's really freaking cold out there you guys i don't want to be out there so i'm home where it's comfortable and i got my space heater going i guess you call it a space heater it's a portable one Oil. i think it's called an oil heater anyways (laughs) nice and cozy in here now. Hope everybody's doing well and you had a great week or if you've been on vacation like a lot of people do the last part of the year. I hope you had a great one. So, what are your plans for the evening? Me? Well, uh, we're probably going to stay, stay home tonight. We thought about going out but honestly, neither one of us really feel like going out. So, we're just going to stay home and maybe game or, I don't know, watch TV's. I would like to try and, um, Stay up before midnight or after midnight, excuse me, and try and do an investigation in my basement. We'll see about that because I'm going to try and I am going to investigate the basement and communicate with the spirits more. My friend Nikki was explaining to me that it's always good to communicate with your spirits. You know, every day try to acknowledge them, and then try to do an actual communication session with them at least two to three times a week, just to be consistent. And when you're consistent. They have a tendency to trust you more, and they will respond back to you. So there's been a lot of research done on this. And she's a good reader, my friend Nikki, and uh, that's what she's been learning. And she said it's working for her at her house because she gets activity uh, with the ghost balls. They like the ghost balls and the K2. Then I was talking to her, and I was telling her that, you know how I watch the paranormal shows, right? Hold on. And I was watching Kindred Spirits, which is... Not my favorite, I have to admit. I don't... um, Amy has changed over the years. If you watch her investigate, watch her faces she makes you guys. It's like she's eating grapefruit all the time. Her facial expressions? It's terrible, I know. Anyways, so I was telling her, you know, I watch these shows and they get EVPs, they get responses right away. (laughs) And she's like, she goes, they don't get those responses right away. She goes, they edit those in later. I'm thinking, you know... It does make sense, because when I go on investigation, a real investigator, you don't always get responses immediately. You have to be at a location for hours or days in order to get a good uh, response, if any, by EVP. Unless your room is extremely active, like crazy active, and it's always wanting to communicate, then maybe. But otherwise, no. So, uh, me and Nikki talked about that, so I'd like to do that this evening. If I can stay up that late, that'd be great. We'll see. Uh, This morning, this podcast is going to be about superstitions, foods, colors, things like that, which I never knew about, what people do in different uh, cultures, different countries and all that. And then another one is going to be on some hotels that have had tragic things happen on New Year's Eve and then, you know, what haunts them afterwards. So, all right, let's go. Look at the time eleven eleven. Hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. So the first one's gonna be superstitions, what to eat or what not to eat on New Year's Day. I always say like New Year's Eve, but they're saying New Year's Day. So through the ages, in every culture, there are customs and superstitions linked to New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. In this country, bubbles are considered good luck, which I didn't know that. So, Imblers. I still don't know. I M B I B. I'm b i b e I-M-B-I-B-E-R is imbibers? What the hell? I don't get that. Toast the New Year with champagne. A piece of gold jewelry placed in your glass supposedly promo- promises wealth. So many pick a bobble, like an earring of gold or a ring or something. That's what a bobble is. Uh, now, usually bobbles aren't used here in the States that I'm aware of. It's usually like an English phrase, but I don't know who wrote the story. So, <laughs> all right. So anyways, you put that in the bottom of your glass, which promises wealth. Uh, Those we kiss at midnight are destined to remain close to us throughout the year. And also we make noise at midnight, lots of it, uh, ostensibly to chase away evil spirits, which I did not know either. I never knew that. I thought you just hoop and holler because it's a new year. (laughs) And I don't celebrate at home very often for New Year's Eve. I'm usually out. If I am, I go out and I hoop and holler, but... Um, maybe that's why a lot of the bars aren't haunted. Because <laughs> everyone's screaming and yelling at the spirits. I don't know just thought, you guys. Now, there's also food superstitions. And many are rooted in the South. One theory says that black-eyed peas are the only food stuff left after the Yankees decimated the farmer's fields. Others believe that the slaves ate the ample legume on January 1st to celebrate the day of emancipation when, uh, that went into effect. Now today, anyone from the southern, anyone with southern blood in them, all eat black-eyed peas on the first day of the new year. Usually with some type of greens like collard kale, spinach or cabbage, as the color signifies money and a lot more of that never hurts anybody, right? Right. Similar Eating anything yellow is good. It's also considered luck as well, as the yellow as the color yellow is the color of gold. Lentils, specifically green lentils, are luckily are lucky. Excuse me, because their roundness symbolizes coins. My tummy doesn't like green lentils, so I can't do them. I do have a lemon. Excuse me, I have a lemon in my house. It's yellow. Hmm, food for that? Now, in the South, pigs are considered symbols of good luck because they foot they root forward when foraging for their food. So the southern meals are a lot of times black-eyed peas, pork, greens. Gold cornbread, all right, was also to increase one's luck. Now, it's something called Hop and Joe's, which is black eyes and peed. Pe- oh my God, black-eyed peas and pork is consumed all over the South on January first, and is usually served on rice. Another food that symbolizes the abundance because it swells as it cooks. You know, it gets bigger. You get more of it, right? Now, often a shiny coin is thrown inside the Hop and Joe cooking pot, and the person who gets it in their bowl is due to extra an extra portion of good luck for the year. All right, that's cool. Oh, uh, let's see. Here's another one. Uh, conversely, it is considered bad luck to eat crab or lobster on New Year's Day as they move sideways. Now, if we eat fish, that means you're going forward, right? Good luck goes forward. Um, another one is uh, not to eat chicken or turkey because it's bad luck because they scratch Backwards for food versus moving forward for food. Really? Isn't it kind of cool? Uh, any kind of beef is also out as well as cows eat standing. And I don't know what that means, but I don't know. They don't tell me. <laughs> now, the Spanish tradition calls for eating 12 grapes, one at a time, to represent the months accompanied by a wish for each month. That is really cool. Also, it says, and now for the customs home cupboards and pantries must be stocked full heading into a new year doing so guarantees that they will stay this way and no tears should be shed on the dawn of the new year as it sets a precedent for the rest of the year now in this country we may write down our regrets and toss them into the fire we might even open the windows and doors at midnight sorry about the background noise freaking frick, frick, We might even open the windows and doors at midnight to let old air, excuse me, to let the old year escape, and open them again the next day to let the fresh air in. I cannot do that because I am in Wisconsin. It's freaking cold out. (laughs) In South America, though, they wear red underwear to catch a mate, or yellow underwear for prosperity, and some believe better luck is achieved if one wears underwear backwards. I don't know if that's for the day or for the whole year. (laughs) And if it has circles or polka dots on it, you guessed it, that symbolizes coins. On the first day of the year, citizens are encouraged not to work as this this is considered bad luck. It is also bad luck to start off the year doing laundry or a family member may be washed away. Crap, I better do my laundry today. I'm serious. On Sunday... Uh... It's just a day of relaxation. So I thought that was actually kind of cool. I'd never heard of those superstitions. I was kind of impressed by that. Really cool. I didn't know any of of that. And I've been celebrating for a long time. The New Year's, that is. All right, what's up next? Mm -hmm. The next one is New Year's Eve spooky stories that will keep you up until dawn. Oh, and also, you guys, if you need to contact me, you can so at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i-gmail.com. Put podcasts in the subject field. You can IM me at Facebook, Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural. We're up to 304, or is it 306, followers now. Pretty cool, right? That's a lot of people to fill a room. Hmm? Oh, what else? <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I don't know if I said I'm on. I am on Twitter. It's W I S. It's actually W I S W I Supernatural is my tweeter, which I created for you guys. If you want to communicate that way, Twitch is also Patty Wisconsin. If y'all are Twitcher people, Twitchy people, feel free. I'll be on later today, gaming live. I don't know if I have the camera on though. Mm, I'm not really a camera person. I don't like the way I look. You know. And then I don't always have the camera on because I'm not always in the mood to have a camera looking at me. You know, Y'all look decent and blah blah blah. Y'all don't want to see me sitting in my freaking pajamas and shit, right? No, no, not that I'm sitting in shit. I'm saying wearing my pajamas and shit. Not that I'm okay. Off we go another one. Squirrel gone. Okay, good lord. Alrighty, here are some really good stories. I did honestly, you guys, I did briefly skimmed through these yesterday because uh, we were so slow at work. Um, I might have the time to actually do this. <clears throat> <laughs> oh my goodness. Now, there's a Drake Hotel in Chicago. Right? Chicago. We all know Chicago. Apparently, it has a really good reputation. Now, on New Year's Eve in 1920, the Drake Hotel celebrating its opening night with, a much, glamour in, with, with much glamour and tinsel. It was both magnificent, magnificent and tragic. It was magnificent because <clears throat> excuse me, was because the Drake was to be one of Chicago's most beautiful, celebra- celebrated hotels. Hold on. I don't know if it's still open. The Drake? I, it may be. I'm guessing. It, I'm, I'm going to say it is. Um, What else here? It was beautiful because it was well, one of the most celebrated hotels. It was tragic because, according to legend, it was a night... It was the night the woman in red ended her life. All righty. On this day, a man's fiance, who was clad in a brilliant red silk gown, his fiance that is, attended the gala held in the Drake's Gold Coast room. The man had stepped away and did not return, so his fiancée went looking for him. She found him enthralled by another woman in the Palm Court parlor. What the hell? David, the devastated woman climbed to the roof and jumped to her death. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> if that was me, um, I would not jump to my death. I'd go back, I'd punch him in the face and slap her in the face, throw him in the ring and walk away. And life goes on. It may be hard, but that's what I would do. Anyways. <clears throat> now, the Lady in Red's apparition appears in several locations at the Drake Hotel. Since then, guests at the Drake have reported seeing her apparition in the Gold Coast Room, the Palm Court, and on top of the 10th floor, as well as the roof. Who is going to the roof in a hotel? You shouldn't be doing that, unless you're like the handyman. Condemned to replaying her final night, her restless soul wanders attempting to find peace with the final tragic chapter of her life. In addition to the spontaneous phantom appearances appearances in her red garment, workers and guests also see a creepy, un- And get an uncomfortable feeling in the ballroom. That's a good one. Hmm. Alright, so that was... That was number... I'm going to go back. (coughs) Excuse me. Sorry. Let me go back a bit here. Uh... The zombie that came rolling in. Now I'm gonna I kinda screwed that up. That was number one. Due to it being New Year's Eve, I'm actually gonna reverse this. I'm gonna count down from nine and then go to two because I already read run red run, red run, red run. I screwed that up. So (laughs) I'm so like crazy. Anyways, you guys. Number nine. The zombie that came rolling in. Another claim that the not quite human creature Excuse me, they and a friend encounter on New Year's Eve was real. Excuse me. That's when they saw it. Something that looked like a naked person but wasn't quite human waddled down the street towards us. It moved as though it was half squatting, and because of this, its hands dragged along the ground as they hung limp at its sides. We couldn't make out the face, and my friend Max told me later that he couldn't either. It was also making a throaty gurgling noise as if it was almost choking on something. The author said Max did the only sensible thing. They got the heck out of there. Hmm. All right. That was number nine. Number eight. The spectral party crasher. Have you ever gotten the feeling that you're not alone even when you are? According to the website, W-A-T-T-P-A-D, one woman was, sorry, one woman had an unwelcome guest on New Year's Eve. She couldn't hear it, but, she could hear it, but not see it. Mm -mm. The trouble began when things began to disappear. The woman and her boyfriend kept losing items and they were using, they were using only, the woman and her boyfriend kept losing items they were using only to have them reappear a few minutes later. Later in the evening, a strange man's voice joined the conversation, yelling, Right in the response to a comment on one of the guests on um, one the guests made. Eventually every guest heard an invisible person coughing in the bathroom even though there was no one there. The strange activity stopped the next day, so perhaps the ghost just really likes to join in the New year New Year's Eve festivities. Okay, so that one totally threw me. <clears throat> so I guess they're having a party. Things gone missing. And then during the party, this person tells his party... Okay, they heard a strange man's voice. Okay. Sorry, I didn't understand that. I just like, what? Huh? What did I just read? Channeling Norman Bates. Hello? Channeling Norman Bates. Are you there? Channeling Norman Bates. Are you there? This is one pretty disturbing, although not related to haunting... Yet. According to CNN, a Florida man who told his police he was angry with his mother used an axe to decapitate her on New Year's Eve in 2014. Ouch. The creepiest part is that the mugshot taken after the man, after he was arrested, in the photo, he's smiling like one would for a childhood school picture. The man was apparently fed up with his mother's nagging him about moving some boxes in the attic. Eee, jeez. A little anger management, eh? Alright, where are we now? We are down to... where the numbers go? Oh my god! oh Seven, six. It's a long one. Six. The bellboy for the Hotel of the Dead stars. Besides accommodating the common traveler, the Monte Vista Hotel in Flagstaff, I'm guessing Arizona, hosts a number of, number of otherworldly immortal guests and staff members. The legendary hotel opened on New Year's Eve. Sorry, back up. Open, opened up on New Year's Day. 1927 and during 1940s and 50s, it was very popular and a hot spot for the Hollow hol- oh my god, Hollywood, almost at Halloween, Hollywood guests. While more than hundreds of westerners uh, were filmed nearby, some of the guests of the hotel included being Crosby, Jane Russell, Gary Cooper, Spencer Tra- Tracy, and many more. One of the ghosts here is that of a phantom bellboy who knocks on doors, then annoyingly vanishes. Uh, The Phantom has been experienced by dozens of guests over the years. He is often joined by the ghost of a woman who has been seen outside the Zane Grey Suite. It turns out that two prostitutes had been murdered in that room. Another Phantom that hangs out in the Monte Vista Hotel is that of a man who endlessly paces in the Gary Cooper room. He is often reported coughingly and clearing his throat. Many guests have reported feeling unnerving by the distant feeling that someone is watching them in that room. Now the ghosts keep coming in this incredibly haunted hotel. There's a spectral entity that was a former bank robber is said to haunt the hotel. Ellen Roberts, a hotel desk clerk, reported that in 1970, three men robbed a nearby bank and to celebrate they stopped in the lounge for a drink. Well, even though one of the men had been shot in their escape while having his a drink, the wounded man did die. Some believe he is a spirit that is haunting the area of this building. Now, while enjoying apparently the drink and the cocktail lounge in this hotel, you may sense the spirit of a bank robber who died of his gunshot wounds in that section of the building. Or you may experience some strange things in room 220, as did the maintenance man who returned to the room five minutes later. After leaving, five minutes the, everything was locked up, you know, so he comes back in the room. He finds the TV on full blast and the bed lin- linen stripped when everything wasn't like that when he left. Could these phantoms come to life during the celebration of the hotel's original origination on New Year's Day almost 100 years ago? Why not, man? They're there. They're all there. Number five The Famous Lady in White. Have you ever experienced a stranger suddenly turning up at a party that you hosted but you never invited them? Well, apparently, this is just what occurred in this story an unexpected guest materialized out of nowhere and joined the story's New Year's Eve party. Storyteller's New Year's Eve party, sorry. Although the doors and windows were locked. Um, why would you lock your doors during a New Year's Eve party? I mean, you'd want it unlocked because people are going to be coming and going, right? And Why would you have your windows locked? That's weird. I don't know, I just don't know. Okay. And no one admitted, no one had admitted to letting the old woman who was dressed in all white inside the house. Being in the festive mood, the host did not ask her to leave. Apparently, the lady in white, quote unquote, reported say she was saying that she was lost and couldn't find the party that she's actually headed to. Upon leaving the party, she dropped two scarves on the doorstep, and to this day, nobody knows how she got in. Many say this is a symbol of a prediction a prediction that may not be good. To add to this mystery, the writers add that their cousin saw this same woman in his dream a few nights later. No one ever saw her again. Well, of course he saw her in her dream a few nights later. He just saw her the day before. If he had seen her before she showed up, then I'd be really like, really? But if you see her in your dream a couple... Well, okay, all right, all right. I take that back, you guys. I did say that spirits do visit in your dreams. I'm sorry. I take that back. I apologize. Okay, neat story, though. Number four. Getting closer to the countdown. Getting closer to the countdown. Oop, oop. Getting closer to the countdown. The Man in a Yellow Raincoat. The haunted Agora Theater in Ballroom in Cleveland, Ohio has had its own New Year's has its own New Year's creepy story. A holiday ghost haunt. I don't like the way this reads. A holiday ghost hunt on December 31st was planned to seek the legends that haunt this historic venue. This venue, not a venue, a venue, not avenue, but venue. The entity they saw most was the ominous man in the yellow raincoat. During the investigation, one of the ghost hunters felt a splash of cold water on the back of her legs. Upon reaching down to find the source, she found that her tights were dry and there was no one behind her who could have spilled liquid. Still, the strange sensation remained. Tingling continued where she felt the water minutes after the encounter. This, in fact, is a common experience all are attributed to the man in the yellow raincoat. The iconic apparition is not shy. He has been seen on stage, on the catwalk, and several of the viewing balconies. Apparently, he is interactive with specters, often casting disciplinary looks when the audience is naughty. What is a naughty audience? I have no freaking idea. Heckling? I don't know. Naughty, I think of like... Uh, the other experiences that may have encountered included doors opening on their own and the appearance of what looks like bloodstains to be bloodstains on the basement. In the basement. The Agor- Agora Theater and Ballroom has seen the performance of Elvis Presley, the Beatles, and also home to some spirits. Besides a man in the yellow raincoat, many apparitions have been seen. A psychic once did an investigation said there's a spirit there named John. Three, the phantoms of the inn, I-N-N. The inn, on Main, the inn on Main Street Bed and Breakfast, or B&B, located in Weaverville, North Carolina, is indeed very spirited on New Year's Eve. Although the innkeepers of this historic bed and breakfast will not admit it's haunted, they deny. there's no denying that the tale is told by guests or staff verifying the house's spectral activity. Phantoms lurk. In its (laughs) spaces, mysteriously, they they have a special preference for making an appearance on New Year's Eve. Strangely, on New Year's Eve, guests frequently hear pictures falling off the walls multiple times, but never finding physical evidence of them actually falling. Is this a residual haunting, or is it just too much celebratory champagne from the guests? In addition, many also hear the back door open and then close. Yet again, no mortal is ever discovered entering the building or leaving. Now, this house was built a hundred years ago by a doctor. The innkeepers know of at least one person has died in the house. A blood stain remains under the tiles in a bathroom that was once part of his operating operation room and lab. The stain was never able to be removed, even with sanding, restoring it to being hidden with the tile. Could any of these haunts have a revelance to the celebration of New Year's Eve? I don't know. That's a good one. Two. The Phantom Texter. Well, actually, this is one because I already read one first. So technically, this is one, you guys. Are y'all confused now? <laughs> one and a half. Yeah, 1. 1.2. 1. 1.5? 2.1. I don't know. Anyways. The last story is The Phantom Texter. One story found on Read It told of a spooky story that occurred on one New Year's Eve. A fella (laughs) started receiving text message from an unknown number on New Year's Eve that said, I'm outside. The message began to escalate, and at one point, the mystery texter claimed to be inside the house watching him and his friends. The text continued throughout the night with the texter describing the guy's car and sending him creepy texts while they were driving home that indicated the texter was watching them. That scared me. <laughs> when others tried to call the number that he was receiving the text from, they got a message saying it was not a working phone number. That right there, you guys, would freak, would freak me the fuck out. <laughs> now, while the message eventually stopped, the fear never really went away. He later said, I haven't dive too deep into this. On one hand, I felt that something really bad could happen if I kept probing at it, and nothing has happened so far. But on the other hand, I don't have any closures, and sometimes I get paranoid about getting another unknown text. Pretty good, huh? Look at that, 27 minutes on the mark. I try to keep them at 30 minutes, because I think uh, Anchor only has like a 45 minute window for uh, doing podcasts. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I try not to stumble as much and I try to put a little more personality into my reading, which I know I, I slack and I lack of. That's probably why I'm not popular. I don't make any money doing this because people are like, <laughs> she's a freaking joke. But, you know, <clears throat> I think I tried a little bit. I hope you guys notice some difference in the inflection of my voice as I'm reading these stories to you. I don't want to lower the voice. I have fun. I'm just sitting here on my futon, staring at my phone, recording 27.52 seconds. This is what I do for you. <laughs> so any of you guys, thank you for you in the United States of America for listening to my podcast. Australia, thank you for listening to my podcast. Um, England, thank you for listening to my podcast. And uh, what was it? Switzerland or Czechoslovakia? Switzerland. And there and there, you guys, thank you again for listening to my podcast. You're my new listeners. Percent went up a little bit. Age-wise, my age bracket is, bracket is anywhere from 35. No, 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 no. 44 to age of like 44 to 50 or something like that. And excuse me, the majority of my listeners are females, which is like at like 59% and then 55 is male. So you're right there almost and almost you're catching up you guys. So thank you so much for listening to me this year. I hope you will stay with me through the new year. And as always, I'll try and do this, uh, when I can, I'll try and keep it up every week. Once a week. What the hell? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Yeah, so if you guys have any good stories for me, Curtis, I know you keep sending me stories. I really appreciate it. I look for folklore, superstition, theories, haunted objects, haunted items, true ghost stories of your own, true paranormal experiences, my paranormal experiences, um, Ouija stories, real stories. I haven't, as you guys know, I haven't interviewed anybody yet because I'm, I don't know. I haven't, because if I do, I will. I can. (laughs) excuse me, it's about starting the time, asking the questions, and then putting it on here. If that's something you guys want to hear, let me know. If I don't get any feedback from any of you guys, then I'm going to say I'm doing a good job. Kind of like at your job, um, if you have a supervisor or manager, and they they don't really communicate with you. So basically, if they don't say anything to you, then you know you're doing a good job, right? When they start to pull you out and go, "Mm, you need to improve on that. But anyways, I'm looking for a little bit of improvement, but please be kind. Uh, You can rate this podcast if you want. It is on um, what's <laughs> it on? Oh, uh, I forgot. It's on one of those um apps. That you can rate it. I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on it. Oh, it's the popular one. I don't remember what it is, you guys. But anyway,s you can rate me. You know, give me stars, stuff like that. So, I'm now at the thirty minute mark. We have counted down to New Year's Eve day. Hope you guys. I know, not not I hope. I know you guys are gonna have a wonderful evening. Like I said, be safe. I'm not being big sister or whatever because I'm not a mom. Um, you know, just like I said, hydrate. It'll really make you feel better in the morning. Get that coconut water. Uh, I don't think there's really any specific brand. It does taste like, um, you know when you're when you have cereal and you drink the milk. It tastes like that. It tastes like cereal milk. <laughs> you can get them at the, actually the dollar store has coconut water. But drink it after you're done drinking, and drink it in the middle of the night. Let me know if you guys feel better in the morning if you get that hangover. Anyways, you guys, as you know, this is Mrs. Paranormal. Happy New Year. Happy 2022. We will make it a good year, because why not, right? Love and light. Blessed be. This is Mrs. Paranormal, signing off.